I sit here and I look around my office, my eyes are met with horror collectibles and paraphernalia that I've collected over my whole life. Some of these items can fetch a pretty penny, but the vast majority of my collection holds more sentimental value than anything. Aside from realizing I'm a fucking nerd, I'm also realizing how overwhelmingly thankful I am for having a wonderful family who supports my horror addiction, and a fiancé who lets me use a whole room in our house to support that addiction. It does lead me to question how I got here, though. How did I get to be a part of such a community? I started watching horror pictures as a young kid, but at six years old, I didn't know anything about a community. I didn't know I could buy a real Freddy Krueger glove and then one-up it by having Robert England sign it at a meet-and-greet. This was pre-internet and I was a kid, so I'm not really sure how large the community was at that point. But still, what I really want to know is, when did I identify as a member of this world? I guess my first real sense of belonging to the spooky shit is when I was a teenager, working in the haunted houses. As a haunter, you get this giddy feeling in late September leading into October that no one else can really experience unless you've gone through the rigors of haunting. I was young, and I was very much accepted by an older generation of the horror community who taught me the ropes. Now that the years have passed and I'm transitioning into the older generation of horror, I find it's my job to give the same support and open arms to the newcomers. I mean, let's be honest. Young teenagers who obsess with scary movies and have the freedom to work in haunted houses all weekend long may not be the most socially accepted kids in the first place. There aren't many Zach Morrises amongst the bunch, if you get what I mean, myself included. I realize with these newcomers, the horror films in their wheelhouse may be totally out of touch with my sense of scary, and that's okay. The film we are talking about today has been a large reason for a whole new generation of these fans. That movie is James Wan's Conjuring. Released in 2013 under New Line Cinemas, The House That Freddy Built, this was James' first standalone film and holy shit did he knock it out of the park. The Conjuring isn't anything you haven't seen before. It follows the same horror tropes of haunted house films since the beginning of time. So how did this movie make over $319 million? Because they did it right using veteran actors. James Wan delivered suspense the textbook way, and it was beyond effective. I hear so many young fans talk about their love for this movie, and that universal love led to success, and that led to seven more films in the franchise. I mean, The Conjuring has its own universe. How fucking cool is that? The old man and me can point out the unoriginal story of The Conjuring, or the predictability, but that wouldn't be right. With this movie, I'm looking at the overall impact. It's a horror movie that has brought more people into the community I love. And now it's my job to have open arms. So, join us as we discuss the most promising and the highest grossing horror franchise within the last decade. It's our honor to bring to you our take on The Conjuring. Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And here again, another week clapping them cheeks, best producer in the world, Mr. Ozark Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mr. Christian Ramey. How are we feeling today? Good as always. It's great to be alive, better than I deserve. You know what I'm saying here. I do, I and do. We're we are here very blessed. To talk about something very exciting today. Very exciting, very exciting. What are we talking about? Bro, we're talking about the goddamn Conjuring. Ooh, which one? Because there's like seven movies. 
entitled well, into this. Yeah, well, this is the one to kick it off. We're talking the 2013 James Wan standing out on his own two feet, kicking it off with The Conjuring. I mean, this has got a universe. Horror movies that have a universe, okay? Not many have done that. No. In a very long time. No, no. And I'm going to go ahead and just just jump right in here. And obviously, you guys, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I mainly predominantly lean towards slasher, but I love all scary movies, and I do love paranormal-style movies. With The Conjuring, when they first started kick, like when it first came out, I just assumed it was like every other horror movie, like kind of a big blockbuster horror movie. I didn't realize as they kept going and chugging along that they were creating a universe, and that's something I love because what does horror not have a lot of, usually into it? A lot of backing, a lot of money. It's usually if you want to make it, man, you better be passionate about it, and you better be shaking some trees pretty hard, hoping some coconuts fall down. Because for real, man, nobody's giving you love. If you're Rob Zombie making House of a Thousand Corpses, that's okay. You had Universal Pictures, but after that, it's like, yeah, it's on, it's on you, dog. You got to make this now. Okay, John Carpenter, you want to make this movie? Okay, well, you better go buy a fucking William Shatner mask and paint it white or do something because people aren't just handed money like this and scripts like this. So this is something huge. So for the people, my horror fans, like even if you're like, man, I don't really like the Conjuring movies or the universe, I will start off by saying you got to respect these movies, man. I mean, it's like they're going a decade strong, damn near. I mean, it's like eight films to date or with the third one coming out. It's like eight films. Holy shit, man. These guys are doing their thing. I'll give you a little tidbit of knowledge, too, because James Wan, he's the Wan. I didn't mean to say it like that, but James Wan, he is the director for this, and he is all about horror. So he was paired up um, with his partner, and this uh, it's a lady's name, and it's slipping my mind, but that's okay. But they did things as a pair. You know, they did that movie Dead Silence. You remember that one with Mary Shaw and the puppets? Um Oh, oh, Mark, we gotta watch that one though. You'd really, you'd really like that one. That we're gonna throw that one in the mix. I'm sure I would. Every movie you, because you know what I like. So yeah. you tell me if I'm very much like this movie. Guess what? I'm very much gonna like this movie. Your lady might even lean in towards this movie. It's like current enough where it's like actually why it's not like an old campy style film. Maybe. So you know she's a. Uh, Speaking of my wife, she's I'm I'm proud of her, man. She's getting a lot better with horror movies now. She's starting to enjoy them a little bit more from yeah. like listening to our podcast. And just last night, we rewatched the movie The Conjuring. Okay, now this is a very this is an actual like scary movie to a lot of fucking people. Mm-hmm. It's an actual like scary movie, terrifies people. She she wasn't scared, you know. She wasn't you know freaked out of mutton. So I mean, proud of her. Props to you. She started to enjoy him a little bit more. But, yes, this movie, this is probably, I mean, one of the most current recent movies that is actually scary. Like an actual good horror movie. Like you said, some people might not be fans of this, but the Conjuring movies, I'm a fan of. They're done very, very well. Exactly. It's like... um... Now, every once in a while, you have a groundbreaking horror flick, say something like uh, Elm Street, where it's like, hey, now it's in the dreams. And you're like, whoa, now we have a whole new world. Conjuring is not a whole new world. It follows some of the same tropes that we have seen before in many possession and haunted movies. And I tell you what, it's still fucking fun to watch. It's oh, it still is. It's still great to go into. And a, a big reason of that, it's like, 
James Wan read the guide, you know, how to, you know, make a horror movie for dummies. And he went just right down the line and filled out everything that you needed to do to make something scary. There's a lot of suspense in this. There's a lot of pop scares. Yep, there's a lot of uh, typical things that you'll see, especially in these haunting movies that I'm seeing throughout this movie. I know it's coming. For instance, you get a new house, the dog won't go into the house. Yeah, the dog's (laughs) going to die. Yeah, which I'm fortunate. Uh, That's something we need to change, though. Stop killing the fucking dog. Stop killing the dog. Let him run away. Do that. Mm-hmm. Don't kill the dog. But other than that, but yes, dog gets it. You know what I mean? Like every every typical thing you see in these horror movies that you can expect to see, they are in here. Yes. Doesn't still doesn't ruin the movie. You and, know what I mean? Yeah, and and for the people who aren't familiar, I mean maybe you are, but for those of you who aren't, Ed Lorraine Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, they were a real life couple, and whether they were real or not real, that's totally up to your you know decision basis. But you know they hunted ghosts and they had real life encounters and did possession things. They're still, pro- I think they're the most famous ones. Who oh, do absolutely, this. and that's they, another reason I think this movie has such following and such fear behind it because it's based on them very loosely. Yes. I mean, most of these movies, like maybe 85 to 90% of this movie is all Hollywood out. But it makes it more interesting the fact that it's based on Ed Ed and Lorraine Warren. And you can go back and see their real cases Mm -hmm. that these are based on. I mean, they follow them kind of like an outline. I mean, they get the major points in there. You You know what else their stories inspired? What's that? The Amityville Horror, Mark. And that's why it's so similar to this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that one did kind of come out to be, quote-unquote, blood money. Now, there was a murder there. That really did happen. Uh, Was his name Ronnie Defoe? He he actually killed his family. That family died there. But they admitted to bullshitting about the ghost aspect of it, and they made a lot of money. But this, uh, the, the Conjuring is almost as if you, like, threw... Amityville horror in a bucket with the exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe you sprinkled in um, um, maybe little notes of the exorcist, just little notes of it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's got a good mix of many of these types of movies put together. Yeah. You, you, you throw it together and this is what comes out. And even though it's the same old tropes, they deliver well, man. I mean, of course, a peanut butter and jelly isn't an a, you know an exquisite sandwich, but if it's made good, it's still a good damn sandwich every time you get one. Dude, there's nothing. <laughs> there, is there? Let me ask you this: Is there anything better at your point in your life when you just playing when you're a little kid, you're playing out there, you come home and there's a they make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and some chips. Ooh, fire! You know my buddy. If that's what heaven's like. I'm telling you, there better be some peanut butter and jellies and potato chips by a pool. You know, this one it. This one goes out for our moderator here at Sloppy Horror Podcast. My, uh, Tim, he always says that. He's like, man, every time I get done swimming, I want peanut butter and jellies. He's like, it just feels like a f- swimming food. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like that. You, you just kind of concreted that. Like, Dude, when you're a kid, you're just. Oh, man, that should be in the commandments. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to wait a half hour until <laughs> after you eat. And you got to eat peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Why do pool stands not have peanut butter and jellies? Yeah, good that better point. be the, that better be the number one selling thing at like a water park. Exactly, it works every time you get it, and that's how this that's how this fucking movie works. Right. Be, 
I don't know, me watching it as somebody who's so, I'm, I'm a critic, but I'm not picky, if that makes sense. If you guys noticed, I mean, I fuck with a lot of horror movies. There's not many, because that's a category we use when we rate it. And there's not many that I don't, because I can find the, the, the light in there, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. I can find it. And even if it's not for me, I'm telling you guys, this isn't a joke. This isn't me trying to seem cool. I can't watch serious stuff. Fuck this is us collecting women's tears. I go up there, dude, and she's got that show on, and I'm te- I am I don't know any context of it. In 30 seconds, I'm almost crying. I don't know what's going on, and I don't like that kind of stuff. Dude, I don't think at any point in my life have I clicked on a serious thing to watch. I, that, I don't like that stuff, Mark. It, it makes me feel weird because, like, Maybe I'm conflicted in my own life. If I watch something like that, dude, it's going to throw my whole week off. I'll no, call my grandma, like, Grandma, I no, love it's, you. it's not because of that. It's just because you and me have seriously something wrong with our brains, and we're somewhat psychos. I believe so, because <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, I'll jump, in, I'll jump in this movie right now, and I'll tell you. There's always something that makes me laugh in every horror movie, okay? At least one. And I I didn't think that there would be one in this movie because this is like a serious scary movie like there's really no fun at all parts no games there's a couple things that they try to make you laugh in I didn't laugh in it but I'll tell you what I did laugh in and it made me realize how much of a psycho I kind of really am because this is a part where you're seriously not supposed to laugh these are like some of the most serious scare parts in this movie and I'm laughing my ass off and I'll tell you what it is. There's two parts I laugh hysterically each time. It's first when, after Lorraine, she falls through the uh, floor, and she has that episodes in the basement. And she comes up, and she tells them, like, how she figured out what happened here. And then one of the daughter's hair starts to float. Yep. And then she's starting getting dragged everywhere by this ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And she dragged, the ghost drags this girl into this glass window and shatters (laughs) it. (laughs) Something about somebody floating uncontrollably knocking into something is fucking hilarious. I was losing my shit. And I even laughed even harder when they're, downstairs in the basement and the mother's floating into a bunch of boxes and all day and just, just getting floating sh- all over and they the say place. drop her she- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i you know what actually i'm kind of similar but they say we are we are crazy but as far as like the old horror flicks and what they said it's funny because if you go watch a screening of a scary movie what happens, right? Everybody's freaked out. Everybody's scared. Suspense is building, and then right in your fucking face, everything's at you. What happens after people get scared? They laugh. They usually laugh every mm-hmm. time. It's a coping mechanism because you didn't die. Yeah. It's almost, in my opinion, because it's bullshit. People don't consider movies art. They're just like, oh, it's a movie. It most definitely is art. It made you convey emotion that left with you, and some never leave you. Like I said, pull behind a log truck. Pull behind a log truck on the no, highway. You're not I hate going it. to. I specifically either speed up or slow the fuck down if I'm ever behind one of those. There was an emotion conveyed in you that's like, you know what? That just changed my thought process forever. And if a movie can do that for you, it makes you laugh without you even thinking about it. You just mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that made me. Oh my god, bro! Like, Cassandra was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the same works with the haunted houses. Obviously, you know, I'm a haunter. I work every October. or There's some Octobers I take off, but I love when my coworkers or somebody gets me yeah. and scares me. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of times when you're a worker, all my haunters know what you're talking about. 
you know the layout of everything, so you're not afraid of it. So you're like cruising through, like, oh, I got to get to my room. I'm going to go get some water. I'm taking a piss break. So you can just like cruise through what some people consider a nightmare. Yeah. And they're terrified, and you're just like casually like, yep, I'm going to walk through the clown room, and then all right, go through here. And then if someone pops out and gets me, I laugh immediately. Like, you, oh, you fucking got me. You got me, you son of a it's bitch. Fun. That was good. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> it is. Horror wouldn't be around if it wasn't fun. No, it is hilarious. It's a the old-fashioned way of what they say. It's like the uh, uh, roller coasters. You mm-hmm. get to experience something where you're about to die without dying. And I'm a little stage further. I don't think, because uh, some people are all the way on the opposite side saying they're for psychopaths so that they can get out their urge to kill people. I'm not saying that far, but right in the middle is where it's like, man, if you've had a bad day, something about those old movies or something where you just see that douchebag character get his head punched off and you're like, <laughs> my boss is a douche or something. You know, if you have like a douchebag boss or you have a bad day and you just go home and you just see somebody get squashed by Michael Myers, you're like, <laughs> justice was served. Batman's out there. But he's our Batman. He's our own version. Conjuring. You know what else is neat about the Conjuring, Mark? What's that, Christian Ramey? This was so successful. I mean, like after it came out, I mean, this was like the most profitable horror movie. Yeah. For a while, obviously the the It movies came out and surpassed those, and um, rightfully so. But wow, I mean, money is not always a conversation with horror. I, even our even the. Something like The Terrifier, right? Mm-hmm. Great movie. The budgets on these movies are like, oh my goodness, like other yep. side of the planet. Mm-hmm. So, A, a testament to Terrifier, but then a testament to that. Somebody loves horror enough where they're like, you know what? I'll put this much cake into this. Fuck it. I was listening to, a, uh, you know, it was actually pretty good. It was like an interview with Elijah Wood and John Landis, the, the movie uh, director. And he was talking about now they have... There used to be two different things, A pictures and B pictures, you know. Star Wars, or they said George Lucas and, and Spielberg changed everything because they said Star Wars and Jaws, those were undoubtedly B pictures, but they were made with A budgets. And that changed everything up. And that's why now you got, you know, big stars in superhero movies. Like, and then, you know, the, the Hulk movie in the 70s or some dude, like, ah! <laughs> that was a B movie. That's what that was. The budget didn't, you know, they would reflect. And now... You've got B pictures with A budgets, and it's like these this Conjuring series. They are like A plus budgets, yeah. and it's not something crazy new. I mean, a possessed doll and Annabelle possessed houses, no. the nun. I mean, we've seen these before, but we they're have. just done with the right amount of money. Well, it's it's done with the right amount of money, and also, like I said before, it's because it's based on the most two most notorious paranormal investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren. It has that real fear, real life fear behind it, mm-hmm. just right behind these mo- movies. And now the 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 Conjuring case is a real case. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not <clears throat> a lot of the things in the movie did not happen in the actual case. Like the that exorcism never happened. Yeah, yeah. Even Lorraine Warren said, "Yeah, like Ed would never do that. He would never put an exorcism." So they never did an exorcism in the house, but... It makes for a good movie. It does. But the things that we're really messing with them, like that that family is real. It's not the real house. Um, 
that there, but there is an actual conjuring house where the actual thing took place. And people go there all the time. Hell, ghost adventures <clears throat> went there and tried to investigate it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you got that. Um, the, the most intense thing that actually happened in the real case, supposedly, <clears throat> was when they did a seance and um, the mother of the house actually got possessed, they say. This is the one of the Ed Lorraine Lauren cases where they don't have footage of it, mm-hmm. which the past ones they do. But this one, they don't have footage of it. And one of the 11-year-old daughters said that she saw this. So this is kind of like iffy because, you know, kids, young age, stressful situation, a kid might imagine things or something. But supposedly, during the seance, the mother was possessed. She was speaking fluently in an unknown language. And then they said the chair levitated and threw her across the room. Now, that would be some shit. That would be some shit. But And then after that, the, the husband kicked the L- Lorraine Warrens out, and then, you know, they never came back. And I guess the stuff ceased from that. That's the actual case. That's the real stuff that actually happened compared to the movie. You know what? Just so you know for your information. Look, we got a ghost story. Do we? Yeah. The ghost story. So here's what happened, right? Young Ozark Mark and young Christian. I mean, this is like maybe a decade ago. What are you talking about? Look, you're, well. Well, just talk about it, hopefully, because then I'll remember. It'll start to come back. So one night, Ozark Mark and another buddy of ours, we decided to take some LSD. Oh, And, uh, you know, like I said, young men. Young men. I forgot about this. Go. Yeah, so this was, you know. Fun time. So what we end up doing is somehow we end up at this other buddy. He's like a buddy of a buddy's house. We end up with a Ouija board, right? And then obviously going into it. Now, we weren't bugged out of our mind. But, you know, we think we spent 10 bucks a piece or whatever. But in that same light, we, th- those $10 were working hard in our systems, but not to a point where we were. No, we're not seeing visuals or anything like that. No, no, nothing like that. It's not that. that level at all. But I tell you what. It's the level to where if you go to a basketball court, you will make every shot you take. Yeah, we did play a lot of basketball that night, dude. And we were fire, bro. We Like all night, buckets. I know. Buckets. Or at least we thought. But that's how I remember it. Yeah. Oh, we were making buckets. That's what I thought. So long story short, we're with the Ouija board at this dude's house that we don't really know all the way. All of a sudden, this dude's dad comes downstairs crying like, I just saw the ghost of my father. I haven't seen him in 20 years. And I've never met this man, and he's crying. Yeah. A grown man crying. In a dark basement sitting in a circle with a Ouija board. Yeah. And there's all kinds of power tools and sharp objects behind us, which we really didn't think that. Yeah, yeah, this shit was weird. So, yeah. Okay, that step number one was weird, right? So then, like, we're in this little barn doing the same shit, and there was other people. All of a sudden, we remember a cigarette gets just drawn out of somebody's hand. Like, I mean, we just saw it. Now, could it have flicked out of the room? I, I'm, a, I'm all for practicality and saying sure. I was on acid, and, you know, that's why things were yeah. that way. But at the same light, at that juncture in our life, we, we partied. We did things. So it's not like we were out of our brains. And I knew why we were in it like well, all right we paid yeah. for something but that cigarette did fly across the room it did and i know it did because we had sober people at least four or five sober people there to validate everything that i'm seeing mm-hmm. so the cigarette flew out of his hand and he was legit freaked out like this kid i don't remember his name but he was shaking and he just got the hell out of there he went upstairs he was yeah dead. so i'm like oh my goodness 
You and remember then, too? We went outside and all these fucking white lawn chairs that were stacked no, up. They we, were like thrown across the yard. We, yeah, we were inside. I think we were in Chad's room at the second. Mm-hmm. And all we hear, we just hear this loud bangs. Uh huh. Real quick, and then we look out the window, and the dog is barking at the barn, <laughs> this barn. And there are white lawn chairs, like you said, everywhere around this barn. Yeah. Like, they're all separated, too. Like, somebody would have to take the time to throw each one of these oh, lawn chairs Oh, bro, I mean, it, they were— It was in, like, five or six seconds worth of time. 30, 40 feet out, all yeah. across. I mean, it would have, like—you can't just have launched one launch and have been no. that way. They didn't. They weren't spread out like that, either. So— I'm actually happy that we were on drugs because if we weren't, I would have been like really freaked out. And then like I was just able as we were leaving, I just remember we were all like, nah, dude, we're on drugs. Let's just go. And like that's we're just we just freaked ourselves out. But could you imagine being stone sober and that would have happened? We'd probably never have forgot that because we were at dude's like old barn and like his great grandpa owned it. And he put all these old tools of his around the Ouija board. Yeah, that was some shit now. Yeah. That was some shit now. Now, I've done a lot of, like, especially with the haunted house stuff, we've done, like, a lot of the ghost hunting stuff. And, you know, we fucked around and did that kind of stuff. But I'll never forget that night shooting hoops and going to that old barn. <laughs> no, I, 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 I did not know our night was going to go like that. No. At all. But it's a great memory. Great memory. So why don't you give me a little bit of synopsis? here for the conjuring okay the first so, conjuring so let me give you a little wrap up for those folks who aren't all the way wrapped up obviously what happens here is we have ed and lorraine warren obviously the paranormal people shows them working with people and then all of a sudden uh it goes to another family the main family of the movie you got ron livingston and lily taylor first off great Great actors right there. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I love Ron Livingston. Fucking Office Space, Band of Brothers. Dude's a fucking G. I yeah. love that guy. Yep. He's so cool. They've got a bunch of daughters, which is a horror movie in its goddamn self. That's, yes, that's it a is. goddamn. Trust me. Okay. I've got two. This dude had like fucking dude, five daughters. Why do you. F- Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? That's intense. Are man. you kidding me? You know what dinner would be like then? I mean, at least in those, that was old school days where it's like you didn't have a choice, but holy fuck, dude. Dude, he, even, he even says it in the movie. Fuck. He even goes like, you girls want more pizza? It's expensive feeding you girls. That's <laughs> such a damn. Could you imagine thing. they'd be yelling about clothes and makeup and stealing? Oh, Jesus. That's too God. much. That's too much estrogen over one under one roof. Oh, good Lord, buddy. That's a scary movie in itself. So... He's got all these damn daughters. Man's just trying to live his life. They get the house. They get a good house. Obviously, it's haunted. Things start to fucking happen. People get messed with in the middle of the night. Um, they discover an entire basement with old furniture and everything that they didn't even know was there. You don't go touching stuff like that. You know what didn't make sense to me, though? What? About that is, is they, they, when they discovered the basement, then they discovered the furnace. Yeah, like, like how'd you, you wait? <laughs> so you bought a house without knowing where the furnace is? Yeah, right. A little bit off there, but that's what I know. Plot holes. That's because it's the kids that are watching this and getting scared. They don't. They don't walk around with the inspector. You they, know, don't, they, they don't. They don't, they don't, they don't have <laughs> a mature perspective. They don't understand what is. What's they a mortgage? Know. Mortgage is a weird word too. A mortgage, mortgage is uh, how you're gonna fuck your life. That's how it is, kids. Look, and it doesn't look anything how, like it looks like a Mortal Kombat character. It says Mortgage, Mortgage, yeah. but that's not how it's pronounced. It's mortgage. Right. 
I like mortgage. I want to go into the bank. Like, I would like to refinance my mortgage, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, get the fuck out of here. All right. Mortgage. Uh, <laughs> All right, continue, please. So, creepy stuff starts happening. Mom starts getting bruises and then shit, like, on her body, and she just doesn't know what's going on. So she goes and sees a seminar where Ed and Lorraine are speaking about paranormal entities and things like that. And she, like, catches them after class, like, yo, come to my house right now and they're like ah sometimes houses are because a lot of people come to ed or to, to them and you know say their house is haunted but really it's just creaky boards and shit so a lot of times they're like hesitant but no she's like look you need to come to my house like right the fuck now and they're like all right all right uh oh what the hell's her name uh vera Oh, why is her last name slipping me so bad? Who plays Lorraine in the movie? Oh, that was Vera. Um, I'm, lo- I'm looking at it right now. I to do me, forget her to name. Me, uh, what the hell? How do you say her last name? Because her and her sister, dude, they are great. Mm-hmm. Her sister's an uh, American Horror Story, and you're like, dude, if you're going to just stick with horror, because that's not something that a lot of people do. Some people are like, okay, I'll do a horror movie and get big. Um, these girls stick with horror. I mean, mm-hmm. Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. Yeah, forgive me for that. Sometimes, I mean, I know so many damn names in my head where it just gets all, but Vera Farmiga, she's playing Lorraine, okay? And she's sensitive. She plays the role very well. I loved her in The Departed, She too. actually, uh, those two actors... Vera and uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson actually went and spent time with the Warrens for like three days straight, like learning all about their stuff. Like that's yeah. dedication. Yeah, that's cool stuff, man. It that's, is. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So they go check out their house and find out it's obviously fucked up and haunted. And it ends up where they like have to give the house an exorcism. And then they like have to give the mom an exorcism because she's possessed. Um, it's very wild. Like I said, plays on the very same tropes. But that being said, why don't you go ahead and put this this movie on at 9 p.m. with all the lights off in your house? I bet you won't. If you got balls of steel, you will. I'm not saying that you can't watch horror movies, but it's definitely one of those movies. Even if you ain't a sucker, even if you're you know not soft, you're like, damn, dude, this is some shit. They're building it up in this bad boy. Yeah, they are. Turn on my nightlight. It's it's <laughs> great for that. It's, it's it does capture fear very well. You excited for the new one, Ozark? I am because I I do like these movies. I like that the Conjuring's ones with Ed and Lorraine, like the Conjuring ones that are called the Conjuring. The Conjuring Three. Yeah, I like the Conjuring Two. Yeah, yeah. Two, the, the two two. You know that was good. Like they're very good scary movies. You know it's and and I'm just gonna put it out there because I'm an honest man. Go ahead. I'm an honest goddamn man, and I'm gonna tell you straight up just how the fuck it is. All right. All right. I'm gonna tell you right goddamn now. All Going right. in, I did not want to like these movies. Didn't? I didn't want to like the whole damn universe. You know why? Because you know, yeah. Oh, you're just gonna come in and buy my love with all your damn money? I don't think so. There's other fellas that have earned my heart. With their films, and you just come in all whimsical with your with your pocketbook, expect to buy my love. Well, you know what they have? They're consistent. You've seen The Curse of La Llorona? My daughter, my 15-year-old, I took her to see that when I came out, dude. Holy shit. Holy why shit. Why would you do that? Well, I had to rate it because, you know, for for the fans, you know. I know, but why would you bring her? She actually wanted to go. Well, she that's, when to go. that's their first mistake right there. 
Dude, That's your first mistake right now. She watched maybe seven actual minutes of that movie, and it was like through my armpit. She was like just buried into my arm, and it sometimes that's more fun, and it helps me rate movies when I go see them with other people because, like you said, we're dead inside. So, like, when you hear a theater of people like, oh, you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hear that guy out there like, all right. <laughs> like, I love that. I usually sit alone. Imagine that. It's Thursday night for a premiere night of a horror movie. I'm usually sitting there alone, <laughs> drinking my icy, and then I'm, Roy, yes. <laughs> That's what I do with my life. Now, I'm going to have to drag Ozark Mark to some Thursday nights. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Conjuring 3, we'll have to put it together. Now, I'm going on vacation next week, so I don't think we're going to be able to see it Thursday night, but we could probably see it over the weekend. It's on HBO Max, I think. Next day. Oh, for real, for real? I think so. Oh, we're in business, buddy. That's what I've read on the thing I haven't read. Cha-ching! Now, one of the things that actually is true in this movie, actually there's two. One, that Ed and Lorraine Museum, that's real. Very real place. That's pretty cool. Don't you think? An actual museum of haunted items. Oh, yeah. Would you have that in your house? If it was up to me, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't have it in my house. But under protection. Under protection. I would not have that shit anywhere near my house. You know what pisses me off? I would visit off? it, though. That'd be cool shit. I'm telling you, as a man of faith, what pisses me off in horror movies is when you see... Everybody runs like a bitch. I want that one guy to come in there like, nah, nah, nah. We rock with Jesus, homie. Like, like, what? (laughs) You know, and then that demon's like, (sighs) and it's like, nope, you ain't scared of me. Jesus, brother. You take me out right now. I'm going to go see Jesus. I ain't afraid to die because I got Jesus. You know, Jesus is going to whoop your ass. (laughs) Jesus finds out what the hell you're doing down here. He's going to be pissed. Yeah. I really yeah. want that. I want like that, uh, you know, strapped up priest that comes in there like ready to like, hey, you ain't scaring me. Because it's always the priest that's like on the borderline of his faith, you know. Yeah. And he always got to he is. And they always got to go through this challenge. They always get yeah. the most questionable priest they do. Yeah, even in <laughs> Amityville, funny. you remember like all the flies came out and dude just went running like a oh, little yeah. bitch. Yeah. Fuck that. Where's that? Where's that? Give me the Clint Eastwood priest where he's just like, goddamn devil. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Stink. I hate him. Well, where's that guy? Maybe we can make that movie. Yeah. I'm not giving out any more of my movie ideas because Ozark Mark and I will eventually make a goddamn horror movie. And I'm excited for it. Don't, don't you want to see what we have to make for you guys? It'll be scary. I'm of course. Not, I'm not course. telling you our ideas. No. But... The Conjuring, the first one. You know what I liked about it, too? I liked the acting in it a lot. It was very good acting. And I'll give you an example. One thing that stood out to me was it's it's uh, about halfway through the movie when the mother is there. She first hears that clap, and then she's walking through the house, and all the kids are asleep. You know what's happening that- when you hear clapping in an Ozark's house? <laughs> And that loud ass bang, and then all those pictures drop. That got me, dude. I had the bass sound, bass 
soundboard on that, that that thing pumping during that movie i recommend you do the same but she comes down and she looks legitly freaked out and she's doing kind of what you would do like you'd go down like very simple and then start turning on all the lights in the house they're like not doing that typical thing where they're walking through the dark trying to get you on the jump set like she's legit like walking corners like combat mode flicking on lights and stuff it's very believable to me that's very good acting right there she... it doesn't seem like much but it stands out when you see it yeah, Lily Taylor. Hey, you know a movie she was in and I really like? What's that? Ransom. You remember that one? Mel Gibson, where his kid gets kidnapped. I think so. And the room that they keep this kid in looks just like our studio. That's why I think it, because it's all red yeah. and shit. Uh-huh. Like, I, I just remember as a kid, like, why is that room all red? Like, what's the significance of that? Like, is that little kid, like, because I think that's sweet. That's what I do on purpose now. But yeah. that's another day. Another yeah, day, that, another the time. Acting, acting is superb, and everybody gelled well together. They very much gel well together. I think one of my favorite parts, too, and it doesn't always get talked about. I'm not talking about a score, but I'm just talking about soundtrack. Soundtrack was awesome to this. You remember that soundtrack? Like It was a great soundtrack. Dude, I, I like that they kept it kind of true, but then there were some newer songs in there, too, but they were rocking some zombies, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the time of the season. Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is, is he, he rich? Is he rich like me? Yeah. That fucking song is fire, bro. I'm glad you like that song, Dude, too. Dude, if you don't move to that song, there's something yeah. wrong with you right now. I don't care how old you are, bro. It's so 60s. Perfect for the time. You know what I mean? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah. Is he rich like me? You should come home from work every day to like that song. Like, just take your bass line. Yeah. yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Great soundtrack. I think these little people should. um, There's some more stuff about the soundtrack that I don't want to reveal now, but it's stuff that I know. And I just wish there was a time frame in my life where I could tell people things I know. Oh, see, I think I know one. Check this out. What do you know? Here, we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie. If you do know, then you already know what we know. But if you don't know, you're about to figure out what we do know, so you know too. And then guess what? Your brain's going to explode with a weenogasm here, because that's what we do here. So, tell me something, Mr. Christian Ramey. What do you know about this movie here? Give me some facts. Look, get ready, ladies. Give me a fact here, please. This is a fact for the ladies. Ooh, the broads. The ladies. It's ladies night. Oh, what a night. ladies night. Yeah. So what do you got here? Tell me. So. Yeah. We were just talking about the music to this movie. Uh-huh. Beautiful stuff. Lots of good songs. You got the zombies there. And then you got that Sleepwalk song. I love that song. Who that doesn't song. like that song here? That song was in La Bamba. I love that song. I La love Bamba. that movie. Yeah. So, there's a song halfway through this movie called, I think the song's called uh, like In Your Room or some shit, but the song is by Dead Man's Bones. Okay. You know that band? Have no. you ever heard of it? No. Guess who's the lead singer, ladies? Ryan Gosling. 
Charge those vibrators because he's singing in this movie. They don't even need those, I'm telling you. They just look at them and they get all tingly down there between the thighs area. They do. Right between the lips there. You ever get your mustache hairs and your your nose hairs, they tickle? Yeah. I hate that. It happens. That's something I know That's what happens after puberty here. So that's a fact. What a fact. Ryan oh. Gosling, the lady, the pussy slay guy. Yeah. Got a I song like, in this. Do you like that movie Drive? I like that one. That was good. That was a good movie. That's a good one. I like a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. But I got a fact here. Let me tell you something here. Let me tell you what I know here. So, I mentioned before in this movie here that the actual Conjuring house was not moved, used in this movie, but it was a real fucking house. It was a real house. This took place at a real event. <laughs> you can't just do that and look at me Uh-oh. straight in the eyes, you asshole. But what I was saying, yeah, so the real movie... <laughs> the real movie... The real house in this movie was not used, but the people who actually used the real house live in the real house here. They start. They sued the producers for a bunch of money. Why did they sue the producers for a bunch well, of money? It probably here? turned into a circus. It turned into an actual circus. They were saying it was a tourist attraction. Imagine you living in your house, your little farmhouse, owning yourself up, you know, living your life, and then you got all of these tourists here coming around fucking with your day. So they sued the people who actually live in the actual Conjuring house. Sued the producers. And I'm you know pretty what sure they, they won. Do. What? Huh? I'm sorry to cut you off. I was saying what they should do. Yeah. If they were smart. Look. Yeah. You can make 800 Conjuring movies. We get a little piece of the pie. Uh, why wouldn't you? This movie's so successful. Why yeah. don't you just give me a little piece? Give me a little piece. Wet my beak here. Give me a little slice off the cheese. Yeah. I bet you you could forget about that whole amusement park. I'll, oh, I'll, hold I'll make a parking lot just for pictures. Sure. Don't come anywhere else but this parking lot. Yeah. You can come here. Yeah. I'll leave little plaques all over for you. Read about the little facts, but you ain't going anywhere else besides this parking lot. Yeah, why don't you just charge people to come over your house? Shit. Yeah, yeah. I would do it. What a bunch of fucking lamos. Anyway, what else you know about this movie here? You know, I you know I think that's the main facts. I think that's the main facts that I know. That's all you know? Well, yeah. I, I think that's the most pertinent information for those listeners out there going into this next weekend about to watch The Conjuring 3. Okay. I got one more fact here. Okay. I know something. Okay. That you may or may not know. You wipe your face one more time while I'm trying to focus on telling you something. I am going to throw something at you so hard you will never gonna you're gonna wish I didn't throw it at you so hard. Anyways. Lorraine Warren was alive during when this movie was made, and she was actually on set for some of the shoot days here in this movie. But she's in the movie. Oh, the actual oh. Lorraine Warren is in this movie. It's a cameo. Yeah. You know where she is? Yeah. You know what scene she's in? You tell me. You just, you just know. You don't know. No, I, I could. You want me to tell him? You want me to tell him? Sure, you tell him. She's in that part in the movie. You know, there's Ed and Lorraine. They're, they're at the, what's that, a, a college? Yeah, they're in the college giving a presentation. Yeah, it's like a speech to all the people. And she's right yeah. there in the front. Right there in the front. She's still smack dab in the front. Smack dab out of the front. Ten out of ten would still smash. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean no. <laughs> oh yeah. Spread that grilled cheese, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
What did you say? Spread the grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All, just cause oh she's, my god, I'm gonna use that now. Just because she's old, don't mean she don't need love. Sure, of course. You gotta course. get in there. Of course, of course. So that's all we know about this movie here i think those are some good facts for a very knowledgeable movie put them in your pocket do whatever with them i don't know yeah what do you you do whatever you want but that was good i like that that was very good every week i get smarter i learn stuff mark i learn stuff about these movies and even though it seems silly it seems silly it means something to somebody. You have to know some stuff. And it helps you engage with the movie next time you watch it. You can watch it in a new way. So, I feel smart. Yeah. Well, for real, no bullshit, Mark. No bullshit. Let's tell the people what's up. Let's tell the people what's up. What's We're, up? You and I yes. are going to watch The Conjuring 3. And, you know, two weeks we'll have that rating because it comes out next week. So the week after, you know, you can look forward to the weekend after The Conjuring 3 to have an episode on it. So be prepared for that. Be very prepared for that. Did you see the trailer for the the new one, by the way? I think so. I I, I, I remember – I know what it is. I know what it's going to – I know what case it's based on. It's based on the case of Frenchie who's – I'll tell you what, dude. His – the actual footage of that – is very eerie freaky freaky yeah have you ever seen the actual footage of the case when they're doing the exorcism on the guy Uh. dude he turns he is covered his entire body is covered in boils dude not good all right i'm gonna probably the most scary video i've ever watched is that video of their during that exorcism like he's legit covered in boils like how do you explain that during that i don't know but well i'll watch that and check that out so that that makes that'll give me a little excited i watched the trailer for this but i obviously didn't do a whole lot of research into it what's felt really weird because this movie was supposed to come out last year mark i mean obviously covid being a bitch Sloppy Horror was in a full swing. Well, you know, when new movies come out, I'd go see them, and then I'd rate them for you so you would have them at the end of that weekend, and you can go into your Monday. Now, if you didn't want spoilers, I would try to give it to you, like, in a way where I didn't spoil everything. But now we've been talking about some movies that are so damn old where it's like we're going to really chop it up and get into detail. But I promise you guys, we won't ruin too much, but I'm getting more excited as the week's going on, to be honest with you. And I didn't think I would. Uh, I really didn't. But this is neat, man. They got a whole little universe. Did you see, like, The Nun and those kind of movies? Yep. Yeah, I saw The Nun, you know, The Second Conjuring. I, don't, I haven't watched the Annabelle ones, to be honest. You know, I'll be honest. Those are my favorite parts of them. I, I would say The Conjurings and Annabelle's Curse of La Llorona. I wasn't too huge on The Nun. I thought The Nun herself looked creepy. Curse of La Llorona was good. Uh, my son kind of looks like that boy in that movie, so that was kind of a funny aspect. But I thought that was neat. I think uh, I don't know if it, it's Annabelle Comes Home. I forget which one it was. I'm gonna have to remember because there's three of those suckers too. But one of those man was like I re- I just remember being wrapped into it, just very enthralled. Um, mm-hmm. And I I really like what they do in this Conjuring universe. Is every movie ties into one of their different movies. Mm -hmm. For example, the first one, The Conjuring, that we're talking about, it starts off with the Annabelle doll. And that exorcism that they're showing, I guarantee you that's the exorcism of Frenchie. I think so. 
I'm not completely sure on that, but that's just my guess. But I, probably. At, but at the end of the nun, Frenchy, that Frenchy guy is in that movie. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go move to the states or whatever. So guess what? The nun demon is probably gonna follow him and is gonna be the reason for this movie. That's my guess. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. Hey, can I tell you how I got hip to this one movie? What? I was working with this cat one time, and I told him I like horror movies and shit, and he was like. You ever seen that demon semen? I said, what the fuck did you just say to me? He said, you ever seen that demon semen? Demon semen? He's like, yeah, man, it's a scary movie. I was like, no, it's not. That's not a scary movie. He's like, yeah, it is. Demon semen. Check it out, man. And he gave me this, like, he wasn't a great storyteller. You know, and he, like, described this movie to me, but he kept saying demon semen. And... I, I to be honest with you, it's kind of ruined the word demon because I feel like it always needs to be followed by semen. Now I did double check; it is a movie, but I didn't watch the shit. I didn't mm. watch demon semen. Um, I think there was this one. Uh, hey, there was one called the Devil Seed that I watched. I think it was called the Devil Seed or the Evil Seed. It was like a computer got this chick pregnant. It was like this old seventies movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was very space odyssey, very crazy. But fuck, man. Back to the to the Conjuring universe, though. I mean, there. I think this will be eight. This will be the eighth film. Mm-hmm. Congrats to them. Congrats to James Wan. I very much again like to illustrate the fact that he had a partner in crime. And forgive me, the name's slipping me. It's this lady, but they they as a pair, they made some really good horror movies. Um, they've actually cared about it. Like how often do you, most times people use horror as a stepping stone? Be it actors, directors. I'll do this to get to what I need. And when you find these people are like, no, 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 I'm here, bitch. Like, I, this is what I do. That's just like me and you, Ozark. Dude, if just you, I swear, the horror. if you really put so much effort into the horror movie, it's and it will last forever. It's going to be up there, like, top. It's going to live forever. It's going to be a great movie, I guess, if I explain that well enough. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> and you know what's weird, too? Some of these kind of sta- jumped into the world of CGI and there's a little in each, but I felt this first Conjuring, 2013, wasn't overkill in CGI. No, that's what I loved about it the most was, it's I mean, they used, used when they needed it. They used like, yeah, you know, used it when they needed, but like the door slamming, the pictures falling, the uh, the chairs, the chair uh, scene didn't even look that like crazy. It was no. like, oh, okay, yeah, like no, they, it, it yeah, looked believable. It did. It didn't look over CGI whatsoever. You know what? You know what part was funny to me when a mom. You know, after that whole clap scene. And then this crazy fucking mom, first off, you know, they always say, like, this is some white people shit. And which it is to some degree, because we love scary movies to some degree. There's, yeah, But I would not go into that fucking basement. Me knowing horror movies, I mean, we're Randy from Scream. There are certain rules you must abide. Oh, you just heard the piano keys in the basement? Like, no, yeah, let's go down there. No. Like, uh-uh. after- that that's that moment where you're like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> the fuck out of here. We rock with Jesus, homie. We ain't playing this shit, dude. Tell me something. Even if you didn't, I'd say that. <laughs> tell me something. I wonder to know how how you feel about this. Tell, let me ask you this. Now you remember uh, games when you were younger, scary little games like uh, the Bloody Mary in the window, the light as a feather, Man, stiff of the board, those kinds of games. Uh-huh. Why is this clap game so creepy is it creepy to you yeah like uh, if i would have heard like yeah because if you hadn't seen a movie like real quick 
the, the, the little girls, they'll it's clap, hide, and go seek tag. So like you clap, and then you know the person has to hear your clap and come. It's kind of like Marco Polo out of water almost, right? Basically, it's hide and seek Marco Polo mixed in. So basically, they they spin you around. You're blindfolded. Yeah. And they go hide, and you get like three claps or something, so everybody claps. You're like, all right, first clap. Yeah. And then you go towards that blindfolded, which is a horrible idea, especially if in your multiple-story house. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> but, that's the part that I was— Yeah, but it's so—why is it such a creepy game? Is it is it because it's in this movie, or is that just a creepy game in no, general? That, that, that's creepy. I'm not playing that shit, and no. that's— that that brings me back because I lost the train of thought. That's exactly what I was thinking. One of my favorite parts. It's not supposed to be funny, right? But where she finally goes downstairs and she's like, "I don't know who's down here. I'm going upstairs." I forget what she says, but she, it was like her first moment of like, "I'm done with this shit. Like I'm getting out of here." And the guy pushes her down the stairs. Like yeah. that moment was such like a. That's when I would have been like engaging with the ghost too, just like you little motherfucker. I'm going upstairs now. Yeah, you do whatever you want in this little basement. You can be, you know, Beethoven down here. Play the piano, but you're leaving me and mine's alone. Yeah. Okay, you got like five minutes to fuck off. Do you, I bet you I can guess what your what the scariest part of this movie is to you? I bet you I can guess it. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> When the birds, yeah, <laughs> all like them the birds. birds flying around, mm-hmm. dude. You know what freaked me out one time? This movie freaked me out because of this. Now, have you ever had a bird fly into your window? Yeah, dude. At our old house, we used to live. I just hear this loud bang one day, and I go out. It sounded like somebody just smacked the window super hard, and there's like an imprint of the bird's wing and shit on the it's window. Like a dust, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I hit a bird. made me think of that. I hit a bird like three weeks ago on the way to work, man. I was on the way to work, and I was on the highway, bro. And, like, it was coming at me, and I'm like, he'll fuck it. I hope he misses, but he got so close where I knew he wasn't. And, like, I didn't know, like, if it was going to come through the windshield or not. I'm doing 75, so I'm like, and it just, like, went, and there was, like, (laughs) this dust spot. There was no blood or anything. I was just like, look, I don't, look. I'm, I stop for animals. I'll stop for a school. I'll even stop for a possum. Like, I don't want to kill them, right? Yeah, sure. But birds, uh-uh. I'm not stopping for a bird. Like, fuck you. You can fly. You're stupid for flying in front of cars. <laughs> They're ballsy, dude. They fly in front of your car all the time. Like, they don't give no shits. Like, you, you could didn't. go. All you have to, you could fly anywhere. Like, you are 3D capable. Like It's the game. You, you, you missed it out. Here, here's the thing. It's a It's a risk reward. The road for animals, okay? If you go to the road, there are other dead animals there. And you can choose to eat one of those dead animals, and you may also become a dead animal because of that. You think about that. It's like the ultimate risk. Like when you see that bird, like he's eating that dead roadkill, he knows, like, I could get hit by a car too. And then somebody's going to be eating me and has that. Or maybe they won't. They got that choice. Fuck. Like, I imagine to animals, that's some shit where they're like, you're hungry? Well, I, I know there's a body on the road. That's for the dangerous boys. That's for them old danger rangers. Danger rangers. Let me get some of that roadkill, because I'm a bad motherfucker. That's, I, especially those kind of birds, those are the ones that freak me out the most. What, like the you vultures? See the, bro, get me out of there. <laughs> get me away. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near that fucking thing. There was one in my yard when I came home from work. Like, uh, this was last year. I came home from work. This thing was eating something, obviously. And I was like, 
just driving up the road, and I saw it, and I was like, no! Speaking of, uh, remember we mentioned plot holes about this movie? Plot holes, right? Yeah. I noticed something. Is you it's in, it's intense. It's during the exorcism. Like, the whole house is shaking. There is some shit going on in the basement, okay? That is loud as shit down there. And the, 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 one of the, the, the guy, the Asian guy that's there, you know, he's working all the equipment and stuff. He's upstairs looking for the little girl. Dead silent. <laughs> There's some foundation that? issues. There's no way that that would not shake that whole house. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, no Somebody shit. It's like, wait a minute, one a moment. Which is always cool to find, you know what I mean? I, I do like that. But Conjuring 3, man, you will find us for that damn rating. We will give it to you. We're going to give it to you. But you know what we got to do first? We oh, got to yeah. rate the first one. Yell into the mic again. I swear to God. I didn't. I, I went this way. Stop doing that. Sloppy horror rating, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. It's the sloppy horror rating up in this ma. We're here to rate this movie in three categories. With three points and one category with one point. For a total of how many points? Ten points all together. Ten points all together. Yeah. Yes. Christian Ramey, you are good at rating horror movies. You're pretty accurate and you're pretty knowledgeable. So don't 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 hype my head. Because I, I don't want to believe it because I'm just a guy, but I do feel that I give you at least a fair fair rating. Listen to me. Don't interrupt me again. So let's go on to the first category, Mr. Christian Ramey. And let's that do is, it. I swear to God, dude. Do it again. I, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to do that again. Do it. Go ahead. Now, let's go on to the first category, and that is casting. What a great casting choice for each character in this movie. That's what we touched on earlier in this. Ron Livingston is the dad? Okay, I'm in. Lily Taylor? Okay, I'm cool with that as the mom. Great choices. Viera Tarmiga, or however the hell you say her name? Oh my god. And first off, I maybe I'm not great with pronunciation of her name, but she's gorgeous. I loved her in, oh, yeah. in The Departed and her sister. They're gorgeous. I love their movies. Not just because they're gorgeous, but they're great actresses as well. So, I... I don't even like want to uh, uh, get too crazy and deep into this. This is a uh, this is a gimme. This is a three pointer. Sure. This is a three pointer. They went for high dollar casting. Yep. Even the kids are believable. Everything is believable. Everything is well. Mm-hmm. And done. not not only are they high, like high high paid actors. Yeah. Good tier actors, mm-hmm. but they gel. They gel well together. You you very much believe that's a family. Yes. You're not questioning, like, that don't seem right. No. No. So three, dude. Three out of three for sure. All right. Three out of three so far. No games with that. No. We're not we're not messing. Category number two. Okay. Kills. <clears throat> well, this is the of the conjuring. Sure. There's no kills. Nobody's dying. Except for the dog, which I'm not even going to give that a point because I don't agree with it. Yeah, you almost want to take a point away. Yeah, no. I almost want to give this mother a negative point. Yeah, take away. You almost want to. So this is a zero. And, like, you know what's crazy with this is this is like a straight – because it's 
plays on all the tropes of horror. It's very easy to rate. It's because it's just right there in front of you to eat. Yeah. It's a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's not like some crazy technical. It's a McDonald's cheeseburger. You eat it, <laughs> and you can very easily describe what it is and how it tastes. There's no kills here. We're going to have to give it a zero. Yep. So we're at three. So we're still, still at three. So that makes it three out of six. Mm-hmm. Go to the next one, which is fear. This is its best category. This is this movie's best category. You have to find a right level of suspense and then at the same time deliver on the action because that's very dumb when a movie builds you up for something. Of course, you don't need it to see the full visualization of the monster all the time. Sometimes shadow work can be great, but eventually there needs to be a reveal. There needs to be that final like payoff where you're like, holy fuck. When you see that, how the fuck do you say the uh, this lady's name? The uh, I want to say her name's Barista. <laughs> uh, uh, are you talking about the witch, or are yeah, you talking yeah, about yeah. the witch? Uh, Barth. I forget her name. That's the one that uh, commit the witch, which is uh, she's she was a made up character. Bro, the witch was. When you seen her on top of that, like uh, Ottoman. Dude. Or not Ottoman. Uh, uh, it's like the Hutch or uh, what the hell? Armoire yeah. is what I'm looking for. An armoire. Armoire. Sorry, I had to dig into the Rolodex of furniture there. That's fine. I'm surprised you fucking know it. Armoire. Yeah. Because I don't. So she's up there all like, fuck. And you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, and she hops down. You're like, and that's that, that works at any time because oh, that's yep. just simple horror. Like, you can freak some, like, if you go to take your trash out and there's somebody, like, bent neck and weird, that's not human posture. That uh, that just sends off, like, your, your caveman DNA. No matter what it is, that will be a frightening position for anything. It could be the cuddliest bear or bunny doing it, but when they do that shit. Yeah, that weird that, walk, that's it. Yeah. Spider walk, that, uh, that. Instantly scary. That paid off great. They, they just went the whole way building it up, they delivered with it, it freaked people out. I know there's a lot of people who can't even watch movies like this. Now, me knowing it's coming, I like it. It's like a roller coaster to me. It's like a new roller coaster, a shiny one. It feels very smooth. Me, I am kind of a old-fashioned fan of the wooden coasters. I kind of want my ass kicked a little bit. Obviously, I'm talking, you know, metaphorically here with my horror movies, but it's, it's a very smooth coaster. It's a very smooth ride, but it delivers. Very scary, not to the point for me as a horror fan where I pissed my pants, but I'm saying as a filmmaker, they delivered the fear, buddy. Three out of three. Three out of three for fear. So that is six out of nine with one category left. Does Christian Ramey fucks with this movie? I thought about this answer more than I had any other film we've talked about thus far. Really? That's interesting. Please Mm -hmm. tell me more. Well, I don't know. Like I was referring earlier in the episode, it's like almost you don't you have to look so hard, or we did when we were younger, to get good horror. And it didn't come out all the time. And it came out from people passionate about it. So coming out of the gate when you just see something with a lot of money put towards it and a big cast and a big production company. And that production company is... New Line Cinemas, and that is the house that Freddy Krueger built. So it's kind of my team, you know. It's my team. I love New Line. So it's like kind of like, all right, 
I dig that already. I like that a little bit, but they kind of got better to me building throughout time. Um, so, but like on paper, is this my style of horror movie? Not per se, not per se, but I do fuck with it. It's a great flick. It's a great flick. If, if it's Halloween time or especially if you're like maybe a horror nerd like myself and you're like, man, I've got these teenagers or like some, I'm trying to freak out my wife's friends and they oh, want to watch horror. This very, is it. One of the go-tos, especially for teenagers these times. Oh, yeah. This movie will mess them up. Yeah, and they, they wanted it to be PG-13. I mean, there's no sex or, like, nudity or no. drugs in it. There's not all. even any, like, blood or well, – there's blood, but I'm not – there's no murder. Right. And it's the, it's it's so scary that they had to make it rated R. It is, which is crazy because you're right. There's nothing that may, that requires it to be R. It's not heavy cussing. No. I don't <laughs> think they say – do they say the F word once? Because you get one in PG-13. I don't remember – they even say fuck. That's bad because we're just so used to it. I don't I know. know. I really <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they said fuck in this movie. Or curse or, or you know, heavy cursing at all. That's what makes it so terrifying, too, is that it's this movie doesn't even have to be rated R, but they made it rated R because of how terrifying it is. Yeah. It's still inappropriate for children or people under 13, I think, but that's just because of the fear of it. That's nuts. Yeah. That's Isn't that nuts. crazy, man? Yeah. So 7 out of 10 for the sloppy horror rating for The Conjuring. Uh-huh. The original first one, 2013. Very respectable score. Makes the most sense if you're paying attention. Yep. That's why you're good. You're good, you. <laughs> okay. You're good, you. you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. You're good. You know, I, I think that's a very fair score. Yes. Very fair score. So you happy now? You feel like I got y'all rated up? I think so. Okay. Good. Good. What do we got to look forward to, Mark? I don't know, man. What are you asking me for? Look, I think maybe since it's the holiday week next week, obviously they'll have this episode to nibble on. But for <laughs> for you and I... I don't know. Maybe we can we can do something quick. We can do something fun. Or we can do something creative for the fans for the next following week. Yeah, maybe we'll do something. We'll, we'll figure something maybe out. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Yep. But regardless, things are going to be back in swing. And, you know, we'll make something nice for you guys. And we're going to be talking about our scary movies. Yeah, and you guys seen it. I want you guys to go all over. I want you guys to find what's going on. We go onto the YouTube, onto the TikTok. You guys find us anywhere you want to. You communicate with us. Mm-hmm. You talk to us. Mm-hmm. We're very friendly people. Mm-hmm. I mean that in a very serious way. I love you people. I do too. I do too. And this is a blast, man. I'm having such a fun time. And it's not just going to be movies. Like I said, we're going to get a little wild here. We're going to go off the cuff. I just feel like I owe it to all these people since that, you know, we've had, there's going to be a lot of different topics. And sometimes it seems like, damn, you know, maybe the mo- maybe only doing on movies here, that can get tiring. So maybe we can step outside of the box. But there's just so many movies I love to fucking talk about. Oh, my God. The content is endless. We're going to be sitting here in the 90s talking about movies if we make it that long. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. So I want you guys to keep an eye out on all the platforms. Be some, you know, some fun content for you guys. So reach out. Let us know how you're feeling. 
and uh, Conjuring 3. I'm excited for it, man. It's going to be very, very exciting. Yep, that's going to be our next review for you motherfuckers. It's going to be a pleasure. It's going to be the next view. Review. We review it. Yeah. Can we watch it together? I'm going to pull the old popcorn trick on you. You ain't getting me. <laughs> that's where you put your wiener in the popcorn. Oh, uh, they call it something different this, these days. And, uh, it was during a Kevin Hart special or something. Didn't they? They're calling it something different now. They still do it, but it's not called the popcorn trick anymore. That would be the nastiest thing to do to your dick. Dude, you get pimples for days. Oh, yeah. All that oh, yeah. butter and salt. If one gets in the hole, salt gets in your hole, it'd be like... I, I imagine it would feel similar to what it's like putting salt on a snail. I hope it's winter. Because you're just... I mean, that's a lot of oils and moisture dude that's such a waste of money that popcorn was like 20 bucks yeah and if it doesn't work you're out of you got dick popcorn and you're out 20 bucks i don't really like popcorn little pieces get stuck in your teeth look i always fuck with orville redenbacher that's it i like the kettle corn too i mean like i eat it but it's not like i never re- go out to get it i always not, eat other I mean, people's you got popcorn some, you got some huge ass teeth and you probably hate it Oh, bro, it gets all up you can in get the a whole shit. You go get a whole kernel up in there. I look like I got a fucking grill leaving the movie theater because I got popcorn kernels all up in my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be the next movie review. I don't know if we'll give you one in between now and The Conjuring 3 because we're going to ride that Conjuring wave. I'm really excited. James Wan, show us what you got, motherfucker. Yeah, freak me out. Yeah, so you got anything else for these people, Ozark Mark? I want you guys to have a good holiday. I got nothing. I hope you're off work on Monday at least. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, Three-day weekend. Yeah, this is, this is your holiday episode. Is, there a thing, is it Memorial Day? Yeah. Is there a theme song for Memorial Day? I want to be the very best like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. All right, enough of that. Enough with the singing here. Enough of that. Do you know that? No. I will travel across the land. Shut up. 